0: Welcome to Health Systems CIO's podcast interview with Saad Chaudhry, Chief Digital and Information Officer at Luminous Health. I'm Kate Gamble, Managing Editor and Director of Social Media. In part one, Chaudhry talks about the concept of giving back time, why it's so important to him, and how healthcare has failed to deliver on it. He also discusses how Luminous is leveraging true digital transformation projects to give back time to both patients and providers, and the risks that leadership is taking to move toward that goal. Hi Saad, thanks again for taking the time to speak with us. You're at Luminous for a few years now, right? Three years?
1: Uh, No, not three yet, but two to three, yeah.
0: Was it pretty much right before COVID or had you had a little time before that?
1: No, it was like smack in the middle of it, uh, midway through almost, yeah. yeah, we were in the UAE for the onset of COVID, and and the UAE sort of reacted much faster and in a much swifter way. Yeah, we flew back, and I assumed the role in October of 2020. Okay, so September, october Yeah.
0: Okay. All right. So you've had some good, you know, varied experiences, and I think that that always really kind of gives gives a good perspective. But I really wanted to talk about the piece you wrote on LinkedIn. And I know that you've spoken about this too, but yeah, can you kind of talk about the idea of giving back time and kind of how and why it resonates with you?
1: Yeah. So the tricky thing about that entire idea is that the phrasing of it to give back time is not new, right? Because every day since Meaningful Use saw the first ray of sunshine, All of us have been talking about how it takes so much time to document. Our physicians are saying we lose pajama time. Our nurses are saying we have to document uh, after our rounds because it's not exactly that easy to do it during the rounds. It's too many clicks, too much writing, all that stuff. So the idea of time being a factor has been around in the nomenclature for so long. But I, I think what I mean, I don't know. I, I can't be egotistical enough to be like, "Oh, mine's a brand new thing." I don't believe it is, but but I think I've I've sort of distilled the idea of of what it means, the factor of time in uh, healthcare at large, to something very basic that I myself in my personal life have been obsessed with. So, yeah, we uh, we talk about like all these complexities in every industry, but especially in healthcare, we talk about sub sub complexities in healthcare, technology, healthcare, and then between technology like cybersecurity and digital transformation and so on and so forth. And, you know, we talk about how technology is now going to transform healthcare businesses into digital businesses, which is absolutely true, which is different than just installing software and and data centers and all that stuff that's been done for decades and decades and decades. But at the core of it all is human beings that are living out their mortal lives, not knowing how long each life is. Yeah, right. And it's kind of funny to talk about. Like, I even laugh when I say it, because it's it's an unexpected thing to mention in a business setting that, hey, just so you know, all of us don't know how much we have left.
0: (laughs) It's true. true. Nobody wants to say it, but it's true. Very true. (laughs) And when I say it,
1: like I try so hard to not smile and that's hard for me, (laughs) but I can't help it because it almost seems like this absurd thing to bring up. Like it's almost as if in a board meeting, somebody would say, go my favorite NFL team. And people would be like, what, like, are you having a stroke? Like, what are you talking about? So it almost seems absurd that in something of so insane complexity I happen to just raise my hand and say, hey, just in case you guys weren't aware, if we're lucky, super duper lucky, like if we have the right skin color born on the right side of an imaginary line that some dude drew on a old map hundreds of years ago and living in the right zip code and all those things, if we're super lucky, we have 80 years to live. That's 700,000 hours. And by the way, we've spent two hours right now in this boardroom talking about stuff that is circular, right? Right. So when I say that out loud and I have Mm -hmm. (laughs) people laugh, I I think they laugh because they can identify with it. Who can't, which, which living thing cannot identify with mortality. Mm -hmm. And so what I've tried to do is make it less absurd because it shouldn't be absurd because I think that is the governing principle of everything in life. And why shouldn't it be a governing principle of a sub, 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 sub specialty that's super complex, which is healthcare technology and how it's digitally transforming healthcare, the actual industry at large. Why should it be absurd for that when it's not absurd for bigger things like our lives and, and the lives of every living thing that's governed by this exact same thing that you're going to cease to exist someday.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So that's the manifesto. The manifesto of time says that we need to apply something that can apply to everybody. Stop getting into complexity of oh you know from a vendor perspective from a from a cloud transition perspective from this digital perspective versus technology perspective just distill it bring it back down to the fact that we are we're spending countless hours almost like it's a dichotomy almost if you think about it uh, in a business that's meant to give back hours so every time you seek healthcare you're not seeking healthcare because of any other reason except trying to get the most out of your existence allowance. That's the terminology I keep giving for the 700,000 hours if you're lucky. That's your existence allowance at average, right? People have more, people have less, whatever. Yeah. But every time you do anything in healthcare, you know, so you're saying you were sick, right? Mm -hmm. And you're tired of being sick and you go to urgent care or you have a telehealth uh, meeting and you say, write me an antibiotics prescription. What you're actually doing is saying, Please allow me to get my existence allowance. That's what you're actually doing. That's, yeah. that's it. When you distill it all the way down to mortality, that's yeah. it. However, isn't it weird that in doing so, in you saying, please help me get my existence allowance, you are wasting your existence allowance most of the time. Yeah. What if you didn't have a goal? What if you had something more, God forbid, serious, right? Yeah. Do you have any idea how much of your existence allowance you would be wasting before you actually get treated for it? Mm -hmm. Between insurance calls, consultations, tests, don't even get me started on the holes on the phone lines and the scheduling of all of these things. Yeah. And that blew my mind. So if we say, if we distill down healthcare and we say we are in the business of time, we're not in the business of fancy words and terminology. We're only in the business of time. If you need something done with your existence allowance, you come to us. That's our business. Mm -hmm. If every healthcare organization in the world put that on their billboards, existence allowance work. Do you think they would be able to get away with having people spend hours and days just to schedule an appointment?
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. But
1: that's essentially what we do. We, we, we say that we give you time, but we steal time from you in small and sometimes not so small increments in an ongoing way. And the reason I'm obsessed with this is because 12 years ago, my dad, perfectly healthy person, genetically predisposed to health diseases at the age of 50, himself a physician, not only himself a physician, himself a second generation physician. So my grandparents were physicians too. Had a heart attack unfortunate events after the heart attack led to his demise within a week, right? And I never got to say goodbye to him live. And, you know, it had an impact on me. Listen, losing a parent is never easy. It doesn't matter how old you are and how old your parent is. It's always hard. And it always has an impact on the child. And no different for us, for me and my siblings, it had an impact on us. For me, the impact was, I first got obsessed with the philosophy of time and life. So, you know, I started reading all the stoic philosophers that all of us know the names of, right? Mm -hmm. And then I started applying it in my personal life to the point where I started saying, uh, for example, I started saying, I don't know if I want to do chores around the house. I don't know if I want to cut my grass because nobody ever on their deathbed has said, I wish I did more chores when I was alive. I guarantee you my father in the conscious moments he had left cared nothing about car leases, home mortgages, cutting the grass. You know what he was probably thinking? How is my family going to do without me? Mm -hmm. Because they weren't expecting me to die yet.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: And I have a three-year-old and I think about that. I say, what if I got hit by a bus tomorrow? How will she feel? Will she be sad? Will she go quieter? Will she actually have any delay in her development? You know, so this is the stuff we think about. As humans we don't think about all oh, these other things we waste time on in our day-to-day life so this is my personal obsession that has seeped into now my career obsession so yeah. when i think about a patient so my father let's say had a different experience and got his existence allowance by going to the hospital let's just say that had happened do you think i would have cared how amazingly gold starred an epic shop was where he was admitted. Do you think I would have cared that we, they had a chief digital and a chief information officer and they had a digital strategy. (laughs) Do you think I would have cared that there are uh, nurses are rounding on mobile versus computers and it's very, very efficient for them. None of it, not a single one of those things I would have cared about. (laughs) And I'm a CI. So I've started looking at everything through the lens of okay, we're dealing with mortality, we're dealing with existence allowance, and we're in the business of time and we're thieves because we're stealing time. How yeah. do I fix that? Because I personally believe now. That if I can attack things from that angle, everything else will fall into place. I think the gold stars will come. I think the most wired awards would come. I think stage seven things, certifications will come. I think all the things that we spend every conference talking about ad nauseum will happen automatically if we just approach it in that angle. And... I took it upon myself, so I I need to take accountability of it. I can't just get on a soapbox for my organization and talk about it. So the accountability that I'm taking is, if we have to make our technology landscape more complex, if I need to custom develop something because what I'm about to implement just doesn't give time back, then I'll do it. That makes the headache on my side. I have to create a budgetary Row item for that, which in today's world is very hard. I have to maintain some level of complexity, which upsets the VPs and the directors that report up to me, but that's on me, Mm -hmm. right? And if I do badly, I have it on my performance evals. So I have said, I actually want... The CFOs performance evals on my evals. I want our chief physician executive performance evals on my, I want to be responsible for the chief physician executive to be able to have a better frontline medical system in the ambulatory side. I want to be responsible for meeting the bottom line from our finance perspective. And you know how I'm going to do that? I'm going to do that by attacking the one thing that's common everywhere. If you're finance, if you're whatever, and that's time. Yeah. Yeah. So my boss has said, you know what? I believe you, and I'm willing to take this risk with you. So guess what? Right now we have these massive, massive projects happening that are true digital transformation projects, not just in label. That is, we are changing the jobs of people, not just technology. So what you do after your first cup of coffee in the morning is going to change from the nurse to the physician, and we're losing people over it, and that's okay. Because we're hiring people as well that are excited about this, and it's kicked off. And you know who the two sponsors of this thing is? It's it's across our ten thousand person organization is happening. Me and the CEO.
0: That's
1: and really. And you know what we did? Yeah. If you count all the vice president layer, all the way to our CEO, if you count the number of people, that's about forty for our organization. So it's like I said, ten thousand person organization. Every one of those forty people, including me will not get our bonus at the end of the fiscal year if it doesn't go well. The CFO won't, the chief physician executive won't, the CMOs won't, the CMIOs won't, the CEO won't. And you know why I did it? I said, I believe we cannot go wrong if we're giving back time. We just won't go wrong. You can't find me a single human that says, I am willing to give up minutes, seconds, and hours, and days of my life for this. Nobody wants to. We just don't think about it actively, but nobody wants to live less.
0: (laughs) Yeah.